Hello and welcome everybody to the 167 podcast uh, with me, your host, Swen. My co-host, Phil, is on leave and so we've uh, got a special episode for you today <laughs> with our co-host today, which or guests would be Bradley and Andrea Sinclair. We have established of recent that they're called Brandria. <laughs> and so, uh, but why the 167 podcast? Here on the 167 podcast, we know that there's 168 hours in your week. And we, we trust in that one of those is spent within the house of the Lord. But even not, for the rest of the week, we want to add value into the other 167 hours of your week. Yes, you're going to be sleeping for some of that, working for some of that. But you need to take time in that week for personal growth, development, growing in your walk with the Lord. And so that's why we are here. And it's an honor to have you guys with us on the 167 podcast. Thank you so much for being here. Um, and maybe you can just um, let our listeners and watchers, when they're watching it on YouTube, they're watching it on YouTube, <laughs> <laughs> or listening to it on Apple's uh, podcast, Google Podcasts, Spotify, or all the other podcast stations out there. Um, so maybe you can just let everybody know a little bit about yourselves. Yeah. Thanks, Ben. It's so good to be on here. And we've watched it a bit from uh, Zambia, and it's just exciting to be here. We okay, miss- wait. I'm going to stop you there. Are you telling me we have an international audience? Come on, come on! Listen. And when we were in Botswana, we watched it, and when we were driving wow. down okay. and we were in Bloom, we watched it. And so, wow. if you watch, you I'm amazed. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Listen, one six seven, we're in multiple countries right now. But like the eight of you now, nine is overseas. That's great. <laughs> no, it's really good to be here, and it's um, we love you, Church Sunning Down. We love what you guys are doing. It's been mm-hmm. it's been cool to try and connect through the season. Uh, and being able to join in, in services that in the past we, we wouldn't have even thought to do. So it's really, we feel that part of the family, even though we're not here much. Yeah, so that's great. Yeah. No, that's awesome. Yeah. And Andrea? Yeah, no, it's, it's been lucky to be able to, to see it from there and, and just connect in, in ways that we haven't been able to in the past. So, and yeah, just the, like, get the snippets of encouragement that come through and, you know, for us to feed on while we're that side as well, it's been great. No, that's really cool. Yeah. Of course, you guys got a little jaunty who is. 18 months? months? I was 15, 15 months. He yeah. comes out by three. Okay. Um, and he's not here today, oh, but uh, Thank he's with granny and grandpa. <laughs> yeah. Oh, they love or him. Or somewhere. Oh, yeah, good. no, they, they're getting all the time they can with him running around. I think they're a bit exhausted, but we love loving the free time. Yeah, I'm sure. <laughs> Thank the Lord for grandparents. I'm sure, yeah. Yeah, yeah. It makes a huge difference, especially yeah. in the early days. Yeah, yeah, you can, the bags are starting to lift off our eyes. <laughs> and uh, It's called false hope. <laughs> <laughs> we'll take what we can get. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Exactly, take what you can get. Uh, no, that's really cool. And, and it's great that you guys are with us because we, we really wanted to talk missions today. Mm. Um, so when I heard you guys were down and that you actually wanted to meet up with, with me, and I was like, yeah, awesome. Now we can do a double whammy. So thanks <laughs> so much. Um, so we speak in missions, and you guys are uh, from a missions field in Zambia, mm. but specifically the western province yeah. of Zambia, which is Mongu. And I know there's a bigger surrounding mm. area to that as well. And mm. you guys have been in a lot of places, but maybe you can tell uh, tell just the listeners and the guys watching today uh, why the Western province of Zambia, um, what is it, what is life actually like mm. there? You know, is it, is it um, a capital city with loads of technology <laughs> and, uh, you know, grass and, you know, I don't know. The grass the internet internet technology. Highway, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Not that kind of grass. Yeah, I mean, Western Zambia in the past was, um, you know, Zambia used to be Northern Rhodesia. So it was a separate penitentiary. It was like a... Um, penitentiary like, like a jail. 
I don't know if I used the right word. Maybe I didn't. Okay. <laughs> it was, let's not, it's, let's keep going. <laughs> okay. So like, like Lesotho, yeah. it was a separate kingdom. So mm. in Zambia, um, Baratsiland, which is the Western Zambia, is a separate kingdom and it's run by the king. Um, so there's, it was, when Zambia was, uh, got its independence, it was uh, brought into Zambia as one, um, but very much run still by the traditional system. So a mixture of the two. Mm. And it's, in the past, it was, I mean, it is still very remote and very, mm. um, in a way, unreached. We can talk about that more. On and what underdeveloped. We've and, yeah, underdeveloped. So there's a lot of, it's a, it's a challenging area in terms of its landscape. There's a lot of floodplains. So it's the Zambezi floodplain runs all the way up from Namibia, all the way up through it into kind of Angola further up. And or into Congo, I think. And there's floodplains on either side. And sometimes those floodplains can be up to 100 kilometers wide. Jeez. And then you still got the tributaries coming in on it. So a lot of the, the landscape makes it quite difficult to develop. Uh, so there's many regions that will be cut off for 70% of the year, 80% of the year. You can't get there unless you're going by boat. Um, vehicles, just it's just no access. And some of the areas that's changed, there's like one or two bridges, there's one or two tar roads. Um, but you know, there's areas that we work in where you are traveling uh, 12 hours off-road from in the one direction in the province and if from the center, which is the Mongu town, which, where, um, we live. where we live, yeah. into the opposite direction can be another 12 hours. Wow. So it's um, relatively, it's not, a, it's, it's not huge. I think you're probably looking at maybe 500 k's uh, wide, but um, the, the actual distance travel is very, very challenging. Yeah. Wow, that's, so it, that's interesting. So it stayed because of that. The gospel really hasn't spread very well into those areas. So some of the areas they've got, um, I would suppose, types of churches. But when you when you ask them, like, "Hey, do you know Jesus?" They're like, "No, he's never come to our village before." Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Wow. Um, you get interesting things like that. But um, we we just find that. Uh, out into the villages, it's completely unreached, though. Yeah. Completely, completely, and and pretty much isolated as well, because travel is often so difficult mm. because of it's flooded. Um, there isn't the infrastructure there. There's no cell phone signal. There's um, very little radio signal. Um, so it pretty much are isolated communities that um, kind of interact with those nearby them, wow. um, mm. or you walking hours to get somewhere else. Wow! Yeah. Wow! Wow! So and I mean. It, that always leads to and linked to poverty and linked mm. to um, a very poor standard of life. So you, you get some shocking statistics coming out of it where, say, like the um, below the age of five, you find that three out of five children pass away. Mm. Yeah. Uh, very linked to... And that's often due to just um, lack of access to clean drinking water. Mm. You know, something as, as simple as a well mm. um, or something to bring clean water, drinking water. So um, they'll dig a hole in the ground, find a place where water will come up. And then as it gets drier, that hole's got to go deeper and deeper. Okay. And you'll often find five or six villages coming to the same hole, you know, the, the nearest place to, to get the water in the dry season and the water dries up. So wow. you've got to go, either go further and further or deeper and deeper. Um, so that the water especially is a big challenge course, in a lot okay. of the areas in the dry season. Yes. Rainy season, then um, the floods come up, but with, with the floodplains, the water isn't clean to yes. to drink as such. Yeah, so it's yeah. that's the dynamic of the province. You're looking also maybe 1.2 million people. Um, within that within part the, of the province? Province? Yeah, so that's in that province and very decentralized. So mm -hmm. very subsistence farming, people trying to survive off the land. So everywhere you go, you can park in the most rural area. You think you haven't 
you're, you're in the middle of nowhere and you stay there for half an hour and all of a sudden somebody comes out the bush and you're like, hey, where, where did you come from? Um, which is quite awkward when you need to stop and go to the bathroom. Use the facilities that <laughs> haven't been built for you yet. Yes, exactly. Yeah, yeah. There's always some interesting stories there. But um, because of that, there's a, such a, it's not like we need to go and work in one area in the province or a few little towns. It's it's really decentralized mm-hmm. and we have to work in villages across the province Okay. Uh, versus like uh, isolated hubs. Yeah. It's That's not really the case. And Makes it challenging eh? because I think, you know, in larger cities, you're always connecting with people by accident. Mm. What it seems like there, what you're saying is that you have to be very intentional about where you go, how you get there, how long it takes mm. to get there, and yeah. even uh, when you can travel there. Yeah. So, so you're saying yeah. it's obviously it's it's very disconnected. Yeah. Um, I, I mean, I've I've been around the conversation about Zambia for a long time, and it's interesting how you can know of a village is in a certain direction but not actually know how to get there and yes. have to kind yeah. of get somebody who knows the way yeah. and that's I mean in, to think about it in our world all you have to do is Google Maps and <laughs> you're <Yeah>. fine <laughs> there is a road you can, you can almost be guaranteed in your trip somewhere along the way you'll have to stop stop at a village go in ask directions you get pointed to the next village kind of at that village you stop you ask again they point sure. you in the right direction and um, it's it's just become so natural yes. to, to stop and ask for directions you don't think twice well, the beginning hard for a guy <laughs> of course no there may have been a few conversations where someone was asking the car to be stopped for directions and other people weren't that keen <laughs> you know we found but we found so village. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. at that rock turn <laughs> there's such a funny um, thing in the in the culture and language where they will say, like, if you ask them, how far is it? And depending on how they, you, we figured it out later. This is a, a very much later experience. But depending on how the finger is pointed, if it's, no, 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 it's just, just over there. Or it's, no, no, it's just over there. If the finger's down, you know, okay. It, it's just on the other side. It's close it's by. Okay. But if, no, 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 just qua, just there. Just there. Just qua. Uh, they say, oh, no, qua. And, and then you... Then you're, not. you're driving the whole day. <laughs> so, <laughs> so far. <laughs> so those little things have made a difference. Also in the language, there's a, there's a, they say, um, on a far, or far, meaning like just here, just, just over here. So we, we would take that as it's far. And you're like, oh, okay, you're, we're not going to walk there. And the guy, they look at us strangely. But, but it, you've walked the whole way. Yeah. Now it's, just, it's just here. Just, yeah. And on it really literally means like, Right here, and <laughs> that's uh, another so life. Eh? It's been quite yeah. quite a funny experience that travel and figuring out directions and uh, that's always. cool. I'd love for you guys to share some of the stories of mm-hmm. just what's coming out of your time in Zambia, um, but just just to give people a context because because uh, so I love the way that you set it up and just explaining a little bit about the community and the area that you guys mm-hmm. are working in. It's not super connected. It takes it's 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 very it's a poorer part of the country um it's a disconnected part of the country although i'm sure with cell phones and i mean i still find you can get ice cold coke somewhere right yeah. there which is bizarre <laughs> props to coca-cola yeah i don't know if how they could, do it and it's not even like you're just getting it like a, a warm coke no, it's cold it's ice cold it's like, yeah i mean i think that was god's gift to us. <laughs> <laughs> it must imagine there was an evangel, evangelism strategy like coke like that would be a whole other level yeah you could hear the news anyway anyway but um <laughs> But it is remote. It's for it. So, 
there's a lot of needs that come out of that. So mm-hmm. a lot of it is education from what, just from the outside, yeah. from what I know, and, and I'm, I'm hoping that you guys will explain a little bit more through the through the um, chat. But um, there is education, which is an issue that needs to be solved. Um, there is proper medical care, specifically to kids under the f- age of five, mm-hmm. uh, because of, and also to the roots of the problem, the water sources. Mm-hmm. But while there is a lot of humanitarian needs, um, the goal. I don't think is humanitarian. I think that that's to supplement the real work, which is yeah. to plant churches, spread the yeah. news of Jesus and that kind yeah. of stuff. Um, but maybe you can just from your, uh, you guys can share for, hey, what is the heart of Zambia, the missions in Zambia? What are, what is the goal? What are we, what are we trying to, what are you guys trying to achieve? So I think, uh, the vision the vision is to have a, a church in walking distance of every person in the province um, and kind of to to walking distance would probably look at what an old person could do and what a child could do so that's kind of calculated at around five kilometers um, so I don't know when last I walked five kilometers <laughs> in a town but there it's very normal yeah there it's very normal um, and in soft sand in the heat but um, it's it's acceptable that an old person and a child would be able to do that. Um, yeah. So yeah. So I mean, it's so church planting is at the heart, and it's um, life giving, uplifting churches. Mm. So uh, we know biblically that the the hope of the world is Christ, and it's the church. But very quickly, when you see need, you can come in in a humanitarian need because you try and you see pe- uh, poor people, you see hungry, you, you see you, you try and jump in on that. And it's quite interesting. Like I lived there for two years, I think I, when I was nineteen and twenty, um, and we worked in this one area quite a lot. And it was very the one area we did focused on church, and the other area it wasn't intentional, but the other area for some reason we focused much more on kind of an agricultural help and an upliftment help. And I remember when we were looking at going up, um, we we did this a bit of a round trip. And we came across this village. I'm like, oh, yeah, that's, I know where we are. And I was so excited to see it. And we went to the one where we did all the agriculture help. And sadly, there was so little change. And it was actually quite disheartening because you, you get there and, you know, the, the – whether it's cassava, which is drought-resistant plants, or there's different things. It's like they didn't take it up. They didn't run with it. And it's like, it's, 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 it's a lot of effort, you know. And, um, but then, just maybe 10 kilometers on or 20 kilometers on, we're coming into a village, and all of a sudden the dogs that chase the cars, they started looking fat. And the people we passed are smiling and joyful. And, and the, the vegetable gardens and the farm, everything we came past was just doing so well. And we were like, whoa, the difference is just so stark. Mm-hmm. And the difference, the only difference was that that was where we, the church thrived. Wow. And the other one was where the humanitarian aid was. Wow. And I think that you, you've, got to, you've got to get that right. You've got to work on people's hearts and work on their, also their, it's not their culture, not as in a traditional, but your, your kingdom culture, your yeah. mindset, your abundance. You like um, change it to go, hey, we want, to, we want to not just look after ourselves. We want to look after our orphans and our widows and, and God bless that and yeah. it just rolls over and they'll naturally start wanting to uh, to farm with better methods and so so that really settled in our heart going hey this 
Um, yes, those humanitarian aids are important, wells and many of those things, but but the church first. Mm. Yeah, the church is, we've, we've definitely, we just see time and time again, the church is the hope of the world. Yeah. You know, I think one of my favorite testimonies coming out of a village in, in Shilikoma, um, we spent quite a lot, we lived there for about a year in and out, um, living there, and um, the church there and is just amazing, and the people are so special. But we had gone back to Mongu, to the town for, I think we had gone for about two weeks, and we came back. Um, you know, and when we arrived, generally um, a lot of the church leaders, I don't know how they knew we were there, but within half an hour there were people to come and greet us. And that day we had un- unpacked, set up our tents, um, you know, and there was no one, no one had come yet. So we thought, we wonder where these guys are, about to go and, and look for them to go greet them. And, and they come apologizing that now they're so late to come and greet us. Wow. And they said, no, we're just helping in the old ladies' fields. Now, Firstly, culturally, the ladies clear the field. So for a man to do that is is not not very normal and almost like a bit of a, um, yeah, yeah, just just not done. Not done, yeah. And um, that Sunday in church, we're sitting there and, and in their, their services, they give a time for testimonies. And one of the, the old ladies stands up and she says, I've truly seen a miracle in my lifetime. She said, never in my life did I think that young men would clear old ladies' fields, and the tears were just rolling down her face. And we hadn't taught anything on on looking after widows and orphans. We hadn't taught anything on any of that. We were going to. We hadn't yet. It's not like we don't talk on that. You you know, it was but we we kind of hadn't um, got to those teachings yet, and just through reading the Word of God, um, Holy Spirit convicting them, and it just happened. Um, I think that, yeah, yeah, that's one of my favorite testimonies. It's I just, yeah. I love, that. I love that. And because at the heart of the gospel is a life transformation. Mm-hmm. And out of that transformation, then we want to improve people's lives. So you can't give someone the gospel but not give them bread. Yeah. But giving them bread without the gospel is not going to help yes. them. Yeah. So I love the way that you, you've, you've actually just laid that out quite clearly mm-hmm. for, for us. And um, because I know also in West Promises Zambia, there's also a lot of places in Africa and around the world, witchcraft is a big deal, yeah. uh, which is also a form of manipulation and it actually keeps people enslaved. Yes. And so when you break that with the gospel, mm-hmm. with the news of Jesus, it's like people can be free mm-hmm. of a lot more, a lot of the manipulation that's been running their 100%. lives and keeping them uh, low, keeping them down. Mm-hmm. Um, because obviously in, in that context, and listen from some of my, you guys lived it. I've just seen it in my studies um, where if someone else is prospering, the best thing to do is to <laughs> curse them so that you yeah, you feel better about your situation or yeah. whatever that is. That's than. very prominent. Like, And it's it's such a, an, a difficult dynamic to really understand. It's not just a pure jealousy thing, but it's not also, it doesn't, it's not lack of jealousy. It's, it's a mixture between um, and thinking that there's a, a certain amount of blessing for our community. You know? yeah. um, and everyone thinks in community. Mm. So it's when you are doing well, you're taking away from someone else in the community. Okay. So it's like a lot of um, difficult dynamic around that. Mm. So as soon as you do um, start speaking about how God is the God of a, with a thousand cattle on the hill, mm. he, there's no limit. He wants to bless you abundantly. He wants you to thrive you want and it's like stuff clicks and where you'll find a farmer you know they're actually really good at farming but they were just limiting themselves 
Mm. Or like, as you say, with witchcraft, maybe they were paying the witch doctor every year and the, the cattle and this and that, and it was just seeping and from their life, mm. um, living in fear. I think it's hard to understand from a Western perspective the amount of fear that's associated yeah. with it. Yeah. Where you constantly could be cursed or you constantly could be um, you know, threatened by that. So you, it's a mixture of if you're doing well, now all of a sudden you're trying to protect yourself. So you don't want to do well because you don't want to protect yourself. So it's like, yeah. it's, it's this painful. Um, it's a cycle that people get yeah. caught up in. Yeah. And uh, what I love about, and this is why I, we wholeheartedly support all the work that's going on there because while we encourage people to give towards hospital and give towards the, the at the primary, cent mm. the center is that Jesus changes. It all. It's with a renewed yeah. thinking um, and understanding there that, hey, God loves me. He's for me. He wants to bless. He wants to provide. He wants a relationship that each is it can benefit the community, but people can know Jesus and their lives mm -hmm. can get better. And so mm -hmm. we want to improve people's lives. And so um, I just think all the work that's happening, I mean, we have this, uh, this Bible translation that's yeah. happening as well. You shared a story about that. Um, yeah. Maybe you could tell people what's happening with Bible translation. Because obviously a lot of the language within that province is not actually like, there's no way to write it down. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. So there, there are actually a lot of languages that aren't written down. So we've, um, we're doing five languages. It's a project that's been going for years, um, and in with with those five languages, none of them have been written down. So we're starting with the alphabet from you know setting up the alphabet with the phonetics and and all of that. So it's like if there's like a bleh, like how do you put that in? How do you write that down? And then yeah. that's what these these clever people come and help and go. Okay, that is a a bee with a, this cuppy thing. That's what they're making from the beginning. Yeah, so that was set out. Um, we've partnered with Seed Company and Wycliffe um, to, to help with this translation. So we've got experts in translation, experts in linguistics um, that come and help with it. And then we've got five teams of mother tongue speakers who are actually doing the translation drafting. And 2020 was actually significant in it because one of the language, Kwamashi, has completed 100% of the drafting of the New Testament. Oh, um, oh it's goosebumps. Yeah. Yeah. I got goosebumps. It's huge. Yeah. It's, it's massive. Because you, you can't, can imagine that you want to hear a God in your own language. Yeah. yeah. It's not just a this person got or that it's a music for everybody. It's, and I think hearing it in your language is also so significant. So there is a Bible in um, the, the trade language of the province, which is Silozi. Mm. Um, but even one of the translators, he's 100% fluent in English in, in Silozi, um, educated, got a degree. And when he was translating, he said, the word of God has never spoken to him as wow. when he was, trans I think he was translating the book of Philippians and um, said, he's like, it just, it just came alive mm -hmm. for him when he was reading it in his own language and translating it I in his own that. language. Um, yeah. It's, and it's, part of that was um, at the beginning, they did, you know, that there's a Jesus form. Yes. Um, and it's, it's just a simple form that's been formed, I mean, many years ago. And then the, the language, they, they often do like translations of it. So they'll dub it in a different language each time. And when we go into villages, it's it's a big deal because you put up this big movie it's and you put a fire. You a put big like, bonfire and, put, and oh, everyone comes to watch this Hundreds of people, hundreds, yeah. uh, pre-COVID days. <laughs> um, hundreds. But it's, and people are just so, they love it, love it. And it just, it draws a crowd and it changes people's perspective of, of, of God and but as soon as we've because it's we, it's the whole gospel of Luke yeah, yeah. yeah. and and the, all of those have been done in in these different languages mm -hmm. and when we go and show them people will, will say like 
Jesus speaks my language. God understands my language. He understands me. He cares about the people. It's like, it just, this stuff just changes in them, you know. And we, I've never, if you think about how many English Bibles are there, there's so many. I've never even thought of not having a Bible in my language. But when you see it, when people have, um, a, they had the, one of the books of the Bibles translated and remember just them just kissing and kissing and, and weeping and just going, this this is my language, this is my, and my, my culture is going to be preserved. I, my, my kids are going to be able to continue with this language. It's, it is really special. And the most, the fantastic, thing is the first written thing is the word of God awesome. you know it's not just a How's book that? or yeah. just uh, anything it's the word of God so the first thing you get to read in your language is the word I love of God that. Yeah. you know it takes me back to because one of my one of my heroes of the faith is uh, William Tyndale mm. who trans or who managed to get scripture in English into England um, and he was betrayed and burnt and all that he, he died for his he died but he died bringing a version of the the, the gospel message to people who uh, who weren't supposed to because then it was like okay you only listen through the pastor and he's the one who translates the bible for you mm. and i just love that, that that can still be happening within our generation that people aren't reliant on an interpretation yeah but they're, they're, they can get it for themselves yeah. and discover what god is saying to them yeah and i mean it's i remember going to zambia a couple of years ago and in one of the teachings, I was, it so marked me that a lady was taking notes by scratching um, on her, skin, on her yes. skin with a stick. And I just, it's never left me the hunger and the desire once you get it for the first yeah. time. And, and you said something which I was going to come to is, you know, in, in English, you've got, you've, got more, you've got more translations of the English language in scripture than you could ever care to read. Yeah. Yet, these people have get, these guys are getting a, a translation for the very first time in some sense, yeah. and they're so hungry for it. Where we've got so much, yet almost that hunger for the word of God has been lost in a lot of people, yeah. and that desire to even take notes and to study and to learn. Yeah. And so, even out of this podcast, I just hope people can go, "Wow, mm. I'm so spoiled for choice. Mm. Let me get back into the word of God for yeah. real." Because I think that's the biggest catalyst for spiritual growth is yeah. actually seeing what Jesus does and then going f- and doing that. Yeah. Um, what, what are some of the other projects that, that you guys are involved in in Zambia? Yeah, so so, as I said, so that's the, the church planting side is the spearhead. But uh, very quickly, we realized we needed to also represent the church. So it's not just it's not good enough just to plant churches, but some, they need to see what does it mean to look after your orphans and widows and community? And what does a healthy church look like, a life-giving church? So uh, many years ago, then they planted in the Mongu, which Mongu is kind of the, the capital of the province. It's got a maybe 200,000 people. So it's, it's it's not a small town and it's becoming more and more Western. It's very interesting how the young people have, say the same jokes and memes and that you come here, which I, I'm, I'm lost by even here or there. The Facebook. <laughs> uh, so it's amazing to see that, but um, very kind of isolated in that as soon as you go five kilometers out, you don't get that. Uh, so we planted a church there, Hope Church, which is, um, we got an incredible building. We got an old ShopRite building that we converted and I think it seats like 1,400 people. It's incredible. And so that church um, is our kind of, at the moment, our banner church in the province, you know, really wanting to to set the example. And so within Mongu, we started where we where we live, 
we started seeing a lot of orphans and widows and people that desperately need help. And uh, we could come in with the church kind of being the humanitarian aid in that sense and being the um, being life-giving. So in that, we it started with Liana, which is also from View Church originally. Um, she started caring for, for some very malnourished kids that would come to the gate um, and really on on their last the last of the last. And it's quite complicated when a child is malnourished. You can't just go, okay, and shovel some food in their mouth, you know, and and just feed them because their body can't cope with it. It's actually quite complex. So um, they started a malnourishment clinic and uh, we call it the Save a Life Center. Mm. And it's for where people... Babies come in, um, often from maybe their mother's passed away or it's twins and the mother can't sustain it or something like that and uh, they're desperate and they'll bring them onto like a, uh, they'll either kind of put them in a, uh, like a overnight, a few nights uh, until they stabilize or, or sometimes hospitalize um, and then over a period of I think, Six months, six, six to months. nine months, depending on the child and, and how malnourished they were. Yeah, we'll, we'll put them on a feeding plan and walk with them. And then eventually actually just also teach the, the mother um, like... Business skills to yeah. maybe start her own business um, to create some kind of income wow. to to support mm. the child and your family going Very forward. Deep. And there's been a lot of a lot of success there. Um, yeah. Just basic, basic, basic training and we've seen great growth. And so that from there became very quickly, you know, the kind of orphans mm. uh, side of things where um, there were some children that desperately had no other options. So they, they lost their mother and father and family. Mm. And um, so that's where we partnered with Village of Hope um, the Village of Hope Africa, they're really, they're really good at that. They're really good at setting the structures and, and in place. And um, that's been such a blessing to us. So awesome. we, we've got now six orphan um, homes um, where the mother is their mother for their life. It's not like they come in and then go out or they get, I think it's six children. Eight children per home. Sorry, sometimes I'm <laughs> numbers are not my thing. Um, eight children that's, per home with an aunt that kind of helps in the home, um, and that's also been incredible. And some of them are we've got our first grade twelves coming through. Yeah. So oh, then, gosh. then and the school started. Well, there, there was a need for for a school for vulnerable and orphan children. So it it was started now twelve years ago with a grade one class, and every year it's built up. So this year's our first grade twelve class, which is that's very amazing. exciting. That's amazing. That's absolutely incredible. Yeah. Didn't you? Didn't your mom yeah. go up and help with that? Yeah, so my mom, mother helped start that and and actually started the the village of Hope. she at the beginning as well with the 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 original orphan the orphans that came in. That's or, incredible. Um, that was amazing. Yeah. 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 So the, it's it's amazing to see them step up now as leaders and they are kids church leaders. They are youth leaders. They are they they've been recording these online um, well with our lockdown they they. They recorded online kids' church services, and they did the filming, the editing, and they wow. played games online, and they like with the kids, and and we just seen them this year flourish and just come out of their shells and be like and lead. Like they are best leaders in the church by far. Yeah, like we we oh, we are. It's just. We're actually so excited because we're always um, talking about the next generation, you know, um, and, and kind of so excited for, for the next generation and the upcoming leaders and all of that. And we're really starting to see it come into fruition now. Um, it's the, the, the kids from the homes that have come through, they know more kids. They're now young men and young <laughs> ladies, you know. And you're yeah, just standing up, taking leadership, taking ownership. Um, and and that also um, 
feeding into the younger children's lives as well. So now the younger children have role models to look up to and kind of, I want to become like mm. like this one or I want to become like that one. Um, it's, yeah. it's really, it's so cool that's to see. So like we I mean, really, 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 it's it's so heartwarming. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's so great. We're very excited wow. about it. And then lastly, in the, this is in Mongu, there's the a clinic. So with that, we, we just wanted a place where we can care for um, the first thousand days. So before, it's before conception and helping the mother or be just healthy. After conception. Or just after conception. Uh, helping the mother be like healthy. Before conception, it's immaculate. You know? <laughs> I don't know how that works. It's prophetic. That's our prophetic part of our church. You're pregnant. <laughs> what? You're going to be pregnant in the next month. Don't. Um, but just helping people be healthy before. And, and then obviously from birth and then up to two years, I think. No, okay. Yeah. I'm just guessing. Some, yeah, no, I that's I'm great. Numbers, I, yeah. It's what I what I keep on hearing, which is so so encouraging, is that it's not just hey, this is going to make you better, but this is how this, I want to teach you how to live, so yes, that you don't yeah. need me yeah. to, for you to yeah. be better. Uh, so it's that difference of hand up versus mm. a hand out. Like you're trying to build people up. Mm. Um, of course, I think, isn't there also, I mean, there's a school, there's the Save Life Center, there's a clinic, right? But you guys are also putting in wells in yes. communities as well. So they have fresh drinking water, yeah. which should hopefully give them better medical, well, at least preventative, yeah. but also yeah. give a very, like, help a serious need. Yeah, so in Mongo, that, so that that's really sums up what, what we're doing in Mongo. But in, in the province, alongside the church planting, we don't we don't just stop there. We do want that kind of help to uplift. Because it's it is just so some areas are just so far behind where where it's even acceptable, you know, uh, to be honest, it's like how can how can places how can kids be drinking from the hole? It's mm. not right. Mm. It's not right. So um so we have a wells team that that goes out and uh, finds these communities that desperately need wells and goes in and um, w- sits with the chiefs and finds the best location and puts in a well and it it, it completely changes that community. It's like, I mean, I've seen so many times, every time there'll be an old person coming and just tears in their eyes and say, they never dreamed of this. In my, this is, this, my like grandfather's grandfather was here and we could, you know, like, now, from my generation on, they'll have clean drinking water. My grandchildren will no longer like have diarrhea, and it, it's just completely changed. Life expectancy the, must go up. Yeah, and the celebrations. Health. I mean, without yeah. fail, when a well is installed and that water, and that gets flushed out, and the clear water comes out. I mean, the dancing, the singing. Yeah. Um, without fail, it's it's actually, it's so much fun it's to be around the best place to be. Yeah. <laughs> It's big party. Yeah. yeah. You know, you do a lot of stuff. You just don't see that final result. And when you do wells, it's like, there it is. There it Boom. is. Yeah. You that's can have, crazy. have a bit of a dance. And yeah. yeah. Listen, I think and I just, that's an amazing work. Sorry. I, I Along with that, um, we also, medical care, as you said, you know, is very few and far between. So a lot of people have to walk a day to get to the nearest healthcare facility, um, which might not be a full mm. clinic even. Um, so then what we also do is um, medical outreaches. So Great. a team will, will go um, stop at a village. In, if anyone who needs medical care can come. Mm. Um, okay. and, we've, and there as well, we've had um, old people. I think it, it just sits with me, the one medical outreach. Um, there were two older ladies, but you could see probably in their 90s, they weren't sure how old they were. But just, yeah. Um, 80s, 90s, wow. and said, "This is the f- is, is it a real doctor? Because wow. this is the first time I'm going to see a doctor." No. You know? oh. Yeah. 
Yeah. You, know, you hear these stories, it's like, we have to do something about it. Yeah. You, you actually can't be apathetic and be like, mm. that's not my problem. Mm. I mean, as Christians, we're called to, to take a step beyond ourselves. And I think well, I'd love to ask you guys why missions? Mm. Um, because ultimately, you can't know this. It's one thing not knowing about it because then you can't do anything about it. And I think sometimes we rather cut ourselves off from information so we don't become responsible <laughs> for it. I do it. I do it. I do it. When you're driving on look the side of the street, you're like, I'm going to look the other way because I don't want to feel responsible for these things. Um, but as, as Christians, like Jesus has taught us to live beyond ourselves yeah. because we can't see our neighbor suffering like that mm. and walk past them like the mm. priest did in that story, mm. the Good Samaritan. Um, but just that's my wife calling actually. <laughs> you bring her so, on to, sorry, bring on to the podcast. My wife's gonna listen to this later, and I apologize. Um, Samuel is all good, and we're all well. Um, but uh, my train of thought so, why? because uh, obviously, I mean, you guys have, I mean, you, you were in business, I think you were a teacher, yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm. You started a coffee business, coffee yeah. addiction on another level. <laughs> I don't know if we have time to get into that, but pray for Bradley <laughs> and pray for Andrew. I'm sure she's got that. It's got better. Pray for John T. their son who is drinking coffee out of a bottle. Anyway, yeah, listen, that's one way to take your milk, but um, but I just wanted to, to say, so coming to, to leave your professions to move to a foreign country that you're not your language isn't shared in a majority of context, right? I mean, people can yeah. speak. So you're stepping into very different culture, customs, language. Uh, you're kind of starting from scratch. And then you decide that you're okay to have a family in that context mm. as well. Why would you, why, why, why? would you do that? <laughs> you know, I have to think about moving to a country where I can speak the language. That's already a massive mind <laughs> bend. Like, why would you move, why? It's, it's an interesting question, you know. I think a lot of people have asked and a lot of said, it wasn't it tough? Wasn't it difficult? And I can truly say, it's not just me saying some nice things. I can truly say that it wasn't difficult at all. It was, uh, it is such an incredible privilege and honor to be able to take um, the word of God to people that have never heard it before. Uh, I remember when I was up there, the first time I went there with View Church, I was 13 years old. And I remember hearing just that there's communities that have never heard about God, never heard about um, Jonah and Moses and these Bible stories. It's like, it, it hit me. Like, people don't have the same reality as me. They don't have the same options. They, like, we've got how many church options? Only one, future Sunnydale. But... Um, <laughs> No, we're okay. We're going to different churches. (laughs) (laughs) Remember, this is an international audience, right? Yeah. Can't all belong to Futures. Can all watch online, though. (laughs) (laughs) No, um, you know, that reality hit me, like, and that people, without us taking the step of faith to to do this, they might never hear about God. They might never... Um, experience freedom and not live in fear. And so to be part of, to do that and to be part of that and to be part of putting in walls and part of seeing children being cared for, mm-hmm. it's just so worth it. It's like it's like someone going, hey, um, here's an iPhone. What's the latest one? Uh, I think the 12 is coming. So, so imagine, imagine like I, I come lie, to you. It's, not, it's landing in three days. Oh. <laughs> I know. <Okay. laughs> I have a problem. So, so what, what iPhone do you have? What's, eight. So imagine I say, okay, you know what, Sven, give me your iPhone 8. Here's an iPhone 12. Oh, yeah. would, you, would you feel like that's a sacrifice? No. No ways. It's not. 
because it's it's just so incredible what you get to do. It's not mm. it, it didn't feel like a sacrifice, and That's it, cool. it felt like like we get to, we get to be part of something much bigger than ourselves, mm. and what and and we get to see like every day what God is doing. And I love um, that. I, sorry, I know I'm talking on here for a long, no. but there was a one situation that really impacted and like settled my heart so much. Uh, we we went into this community and we, we see we hear a lot about this malnourishment stuff, but to be honest with you, you don't always see it and be part of that because it's set up well and there's a team that does it. It's a local team. And, but we came into this community and I saw these two twins that were incredibly malnourished. Like, like you know, when you see those photos from online, it was like that and just put it this way now 10 years of marriage I've never seen Brad so disturbed yeah then when he came back so like you see a lot of issues when you go to villages but you don't always get to help you know you it's it, it's sad and um so we we did our some ministry there and we left and I went home and I just couldn't sleep and I was just like we've got to do something and remember we went back and we picked them up and it wasn't hard we brought them and they were sorted and I remember going, my actions just saved these lives. Mm. And so not, not to blow myself up, not to, I'm not here, no, but like going, wow, everything we've ever given up to come here is completely worth this one moment. Mm. Just this. And, and we get to do that all the time. Absolutely. So wow. it's, um, I'm not, I, I do not even feel anything to say, hey, this is a, a project that's so worth getting involved in, uh, coming, out, going on trips, being a missionary. It's just like, it, it, is, it is incredible to, to have the option of, of doing God's work in this way. That's great. And I think, yeah, I think Brad kind of summed it up there. You know, it's, it's such a privilege for us. We can tell the stories and people can hear the stories but we actually get to see the celebrations. Wow. Um, we get to see what God's doing. And it's it's so much bigger than ourselves. We've got an incredible team around us um, of other missionaries, local um, Zambians, local Zambian missionaries. It's, it's just an incredible team. Um, but we get to see all these things that God's doing. And it's so much bigger than the whole team. Mm. And God's just got his hand on the work and just blows our mind on a consistent basis. Awesome. And I mean, mm. it's... It's, it's just such a privilege to see it. It's, it's kind of like this adrenaline rush, just seeing, seeing all of this all the time. So, That's so good. Um, yeah, like it's, it's actually it's such a privilege to I be there. Yeah. yeah. And, you know, there are a lot of people that partner with us. A lot of people pray for us. A lot of people give financially, sacrifice yeah. financially um, so that we can be there, so that the work can happen, mm. that the clinic can be there, that we can go out on trips and plant churches. Um, and they only get to hear about the stories. We actually there seeing the stories unfold, yeah. um, which is just such a privilege. Well, I, th- I mean that's good because obviously you you see the stories, but you also fight the battles. Sure. That's the part that people don't always get, right? The, it, <laughs> it, they come together. Yeah. You don't celebrate without the fight. The, you, the reason you <laughs> celebrate is because there is a battle <laughs> going on. Um, and and I just love that hearing. While I mean I don't know if people they can't see your eyes, but just the way your eyes light up when you talk about it. And, you know, there's going to be people that are watching, listening, that are going, look, that's not my experience. Like, that's not me. And, and I, would, I, would, I would agree with that. Me, I love the work of missions, but I, I have a very different reaction to it. Like, I'm a, mm. I'm a full-on city sticker. I want, <laughs> I, want, <laughs> I want to be able to catch an Uber if I need one. Or, okay, that's my problem. But not, so what I'm saying is not everyone is necessarily called by God to go into a foreign context 
like like you guys are to live there all the time and to minister. But I think sure. everyone can be a part of missions yeah. in some way. If it's a, a short-term trip mm. or if it's a longer trip, if it's financially, yeah. um, if it's through other means, business connections, whatever. Mm. Um, and, and certainly every Christian is called to be a missionary within your city yeah. and within your mm. community. You know, there's no point flying, uh, you know, 2,000 kilometers when you've got someone across the hallway from you who needs Jesus. So I think to recognize you have to be called to a foreign missions field to be a missionary. But... Um, but how can people connect with your work, with what you guys are doing, um, through information? Like, where can people find you? What can they learn about you um, and, and the work that you guys are doing? Yeah, we we've got a website. Um, I'm sure you can put it on the screen. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm sure we probably editing. could. www.zambiaproject.co.za.org. Yeah. Sorry, okay, zambiaproject.org. The Zambia Project. Yeah. Put it also okay. on Facebook, quite easy to find. Yeah. Um, it's, yeah. We'll make sure it's in the notes so that, that people can see it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I, you can go on there. There's a lot of more information about what's going on. We are only just touching the surface. Yeah. Um, and, and there's a lot of options. I think it's so important that people um, always not just get involved in the Zambia, but even the local church where God is almost leading them. What 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 tra- pulls your heart? Is it is it uh, having the, the unreached, or is it the or the water wells, or is it something and and getting involved in a trip coming up and seeing it or participating that way? I can tell you, so many people have come up that are city slickers and they they. But it is a life changing experience, yeah, not just time. for yourself, also for the people you impact. Um, I think, you know, biblically, the, we are the church and we are called to reach our, our, our neighbors and we're to reach our city and, and then also to be missional. Yeah. It's, a, it's a double. It, and we get that question a lot. People say, hey, you know, around your home, there's so many people here that, that needs help. Why are you going so far? And it, it's very tied to like, that's where we feel God is calling us. Mm. And obviously God is calling other people to do other things. It's not, a, it's not in conflict. No. It's you, you gotta go, you gotta be involved with what God is asking you to be yeah. involved with um and following that there's a there's a piece that goes with that it's like hey i need like i need to do this and it's uncomfortable but there's a piece but again i think that's also just the story of of acts chapter one verse eight you know wait till you get the holy spirit coming upon you then go be my witnesses in the city in your town your city and and nations yeah it's how the it's how it's the new testament it's paul traveling from jerusalem to Antioch, yeah. to all the, the towns around. I mean, you 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 cannot disconnect uh, the gospel from foreign missions. It's, it, yeah. But I think where people get maybe tied up is that it, it's one or the other. It's not one it's or not, the other. Yeah. It's both. We're not competing, yeah. but completing. And I think um, so. I would love. I always think you've got to you've got to give to your local house yeah. where you're planted. But I always find that people who give on a regular basis become generous by then starting to reach out to, mm. to nations, other, you know, or ministries outside of the yeah. local context. And so I would encourage anybody who's listening, watching, check out Zambia Project, yeah. uh, check out the website, uh, connect with Brad and Andrew yeah. if you want to. Um, there's an email that they can, newsletter that they can register for. Definitely. Yeah. Somewhere, <laughs> on, somewhere, I think. <laughs> on the website, you can okay, register yeah, for the, the newsletter. On the website, yeah. for the newsletter. If you just want to first get information mm. so that you can see what's actually happening there. Because it's a big project. It's, yeah. I mean, it's, you're talking multiple millions. You're talking about, I mean, how many churches are there already? There's 113 churches. 113 yeah. churches. You can't, 
Never mind planting more churches to support 113 churches yeah. is already a big deal. It is. Uh, all the all the people with the Bible translations, the medical, mm. the the wells. <laughs> I mean, what you guys are doing, it takes a lot of effort. And we would highly recommend that people connect mm. with you to yeah. learn more. Exactly. And then take we, it from there. We love the partnership with people. Mm. The project has been built not by one person or one organization mm. or one church giving to us. It's taken so many to get where. And we are, you know, when we said we want to see a church within walking distance of everyone, that, that's it's not just a good saying. Mm. We are purposefully aiming for that. Mm. And it's your white hot why. Yeah, yeah. yeah, exactly. And I have no clue what that means. It means the, <laughs> it's, the, it's, the re, it's your reason. It's your uh, okay. passion. Check out Simon Sinek okay. uh, TED Talk. It's a very, very cool. – people connect with your why. They don't connect with your ah, what. Cool. They want, they want to connect with your passion. I agree. Uh, <laughs> Sorry, I'm passionate about that. <laughs> <laughs> but I think like, um, you know, for people, we want to partner. So we want people to to be prayerful, to be connected, and to part of wherever they can. Great. Uh, we don't just want people to go, I mean, we love your money and just to be your throw, but really yeah. like your, your part of your heart being tied into it. We want to give that kind of feedback as much as we can. We want to keep yeah. you up to date. And um, for some people that might be coming up on a short-term trip, but that doesn't have to be like that. Mm. And I think um, God's calling each person to what they need to do. And yeah. it's important that... Some can give like 50 rand a month or some might be able to give a lot more. It's, it's not about just the amount. It's, it's about being invested into what God is doing and, and going with what God is leading a person to do. That's uh, and the, every bit makes a massive difference. Even yeah. though the, the project, it, does need, it, it, it has to run on a, on a lot of funds. But I can promise you that small amounts make a difference. Yeah. Uh, mm. Like they... They allow, like, at the moment, we've got some guys there, the local missionaries, they, they felt the call from God. And they are in the village right now, um, planting churches, meeting with churches, organizing conferences over this Christmas period. Amazing, yeah. And, you know, we, we could get sent kind of a budget or, or what. And I can tell you, it, it's sometimes scary. For just, sure. just for somebody to go out into these rural areas, the fuel alone can be like 6,000 rand. Because it's... Yeah, because it's four it's by four fun. in sand, yeah. and it's moving around. It's extra jerry cans. It's extra everything. It's uh, and and it adds up so quickly. But you've just lit somebody's world up there. You mean I guess a four by four? <laughs> I, I get to I get to yes. act like a. <laughs> and we 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 can list a few things that people might be interested in. There's a boating and fishing while boating. I didn't say, and, no um, crocodile wrestling yeah. while you're baptizing people. You know, no, yeah. but that's I mean. I think I think there's a great joy, there's a great thrill. I know that when I've gone, left, come back, a bit of a culture shock, but it's your worldview, your passion for Jesus mm. and for what He's doing in other places in the earth. Just it just explodes, and I, th I would encourage anybody to at least go on a short-term trip yeah. once in their life. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, unfortunately, that's all the time that we have for. I hope. I mean, it's been. Great for me, just listening again and connecting again. I hope it's been great for the guys that have been watching mm -hmm. and listening. But Andrew, you've got Bradley's spoken way too much. I'm <laughs> yeah. joking. No, we, we like hearing him. But is there uh, any parting words uh, from from you on um, just kind of what it's meant to you, uh, meant for your family? Sure, sure. That's a very loaded question. It is a very big question. <laughs> um, yeah, I think you know, just being at peace with with where what God's asking you to do in okay. your personal walk, um, whatever that might be, um, 
there's just so much peace and fulfillment in that. You know, a lot of people say, why missions and, and look for your yes. For me, it was, well, how can I say no? Wow. Because I'd rather be where God's called me to be, whether it's dangerous or in a war zone, than, than be sitting safe somewhere because chances are I'll be a lot safer where he's called me to than, than where I wasn't. So um, it just, it, yeah, it's just if, if, if you can live knowing that, you're in God's will, what God's asked you to do, what God's called you to do. It's just so fulfilling, you Great. know, and yeah. Yeah. Great. She should have spoken much more. Yeah, I don't, I don't think that oh there's a better way to actually end that. <laughs> or to, like, and, and just even for people listening, watching, that's exactly, I, I would love for people to walk away and go, am I in the place where God wants me to be? Because I think we live life on automatic mm -hmm. and then we look up and go wait i thought that i was going to do xyz and i just got carried away with life and i think it's a good question even going into christmas am i where god wants me to be sure. um that's great we didn't even get a chance to talk about coffee <laughs> or family life but you know we'll, we'll that's maybe for the next time you guys come down it'll be great um and uh, yeah of course we know that uh, there's only one way to drink coffee and that's um uh, cortada or <laughs> <laughs> joking or an africana right because you can't have an american oh, in, I'm like, in africa I, right? maybe i'm a bit behind <laughs> and we're trying to figure out what this is <laughs> no that's all good um but thanks guys for joining us on the 167 podcast it's been an honor to have bradley and andrea with you guys with us thank you for everybody watching and listening i hope it's been helpful to you that you've connected to the content go check out all of the stuff on the zambia project there will be links um, in this as well in the descriptions and uh yeah you can do us a favor please um like us on youtube Subscribe on YouTube if you like your content this way. Uh, for our audio listeners, uh, rate and review us on, on, our, on your favorite podcast app. It helps us, helps build the influence of this message that's going out. And hey, if, if you found this helpful and you know someone in your world that would love to connect with this, kind of, is passionate about this, they don't even have to be a Christian, right? You don't have to be saved to have compassion for people who, who are desperate in poverty. So if you know of anybody who'd love to help out or reach out or even learn a little bit more, why don't you share this podcast, share this episode with them. I know they're going to get great value out of it. Thanks, guys, for being with us. And, Thanks so much. Uh, the Thanks next so time. much for having yeah, us. Thank you. There we go. Thanks, man. Thanks, yeah. guys. Yeah, I enjoyed yeah. it. That was lacquer. Yeah, thanks. Sorry for talking so much. Eh? <laughs> no, man, you didn't talk so much. But way more than anything. <laughs> she, you know, so, small dynamite comes with small packages. That's right. So if she just...